0: So, originally uh, from Seattle, my guest today is Emily Asher. Uh, She plays a trombone and sometimes with a hula hoop at the same (laughs) time, which is, you should all look up on YouTube, in New York City now for the past few years, and she's in demand as um, both a band leader and a musician in her own right, and has worked over the last few years with a host of leading artists. I'll just pick one out here, this project with Wycliffe Gordon on his on his Hello Pops uh, album, that the Louis Armstrong tribute. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome, Emily, and, and tell us tell us a little about how that came about and what was it like to work on that project with Wycliffe Gordon?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, hello, Richard. It's nice to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I met Wycliffe at a gig. I I had known of him for ages, uh, but I'd been living in New York for a couple years, and uh, somebody let me know that he was going to be playing at a lunchtime concert uh, in Gramercy Park. It's a Friday afternoon um, sort of gentleman's lunch and jam session. And uh, so my friend Brias Gomberg and I, uh, went over there to meet him and I think that she had met him before but so we went in and and he came in he was uh, running just just right before he was supposed to be there which is often the way it is with Wycliffe is is right up right up to the minute and then he comes in with a grand entrance and is just uh full of full of joy and and fills the room with his energy and so I uh, went up to him afterwards and introduced myself and he was very cordial and and then I got in touch with him afterwards to take a Tramon lesson, um, and I took a few lessons with him. Um, and he really took a mentorship role in my life in those lessons that we had. And it, I learned a lot from him in those formal hours that we spent together, but also just time. Like um, there was a recording session that I went with him to and just got to spend time with him and sort of see the way that he... Uh, does business and the way that he performs and the way that he is off stage and the way, and on stage. Um, and I just learned a tremendous amount about, um, music and business. Uh, and also he was really outspoken to me with, um, his emphasis of how I needed to do projects myself. He said, you need to have an Emily Asher CV. Um, and uh through as that and then so that's what actually started that that was dreams might take you my first cd in 2011 i recorded because wycliffe told me i needed to and he said you know you need to be writing songs and i was like okay well i i'm not really a composer but so i wrote a couple songs um for that cd and that was mostly at his suggestion and and his assignment really anyway so in that time he uh he he decided that he was going to do this tribute to Louis Armstrong project. Uh, and he called me to do it. And, of course, I was absolutely delighted and flattered. Uh, and so we went into the recording studio. We had some rehearsals. Um, he had written all these nice arrangements and a couple of original tunes. Uh, and so we recorded those with a great band of people. And then we played for a week at the Disease Club Coca-Cola uh, with that ensemble and that led to meeting some other people and being um, reconnected with some old, friend, old friends. Anyway, so that's how I got connected with Wycliffe and really uh, I often think about how he was really the motivator the one who really kicked my tail into gear uh, to become a more effective band leader and have more presence for myself just as a "Quote unquote artist," uh, because if you've ever spent time with Wycliffe, he's just—he's a force of nature. I mean, whether he's on stage or off, mm-hmm. um, and man, I feel so lucky to have his his mentorship and uh, support. So,
0: well, that's an amazing answer in places as well, because uh, you started off being his student, mm-hmm. and he he took that he took it upon himself within some time then to sort of really not just be teaching you about this music and the, the trombone and playing that, but also extra advice and band leading. And then the, the, what really kills it for me is that he picked up the phone and called you to work on a project. <laughs> yeah. a, a, a one-time student. I don't know if you were still a student technically at the time he called you, but that that's that's, ama- that's amazingly an open thing for him to... To have such an open mind to doing that, and tremendously generous. Yes. Am I yeah. getting that right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely. He's a, he's a very very generous person just in general. He's um, very warm and very open, and 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 shares a lot. And I feel very grateful to have received so much of that generosity in um, just in yeah in his teaching, and then also being hired for for uh, this project. So, yeah, it was really an enormous boost for me.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. And as you've said, you've already got your CD, your Dreams May Take You CD, out on the market, and it's been listened to all over the place. It's been DJed all over the place, been (laughs) DJed by me, for sure, almost as soon as I heard heard it. And uh, now... You're coming back to Portland for the third time in 18 months. Uh, You're coming to the West Coast for a tour, an an exciting tour. Not just your garden party group this time, but also uh, your endangered species group. Now, now your Portland dates, Uh, let let me see if I've got these right. You're playing on the 29th of October. So everything's at the end of the month, end of October, beginning November, the last uh-huh. the last Wednesday is the swing dance at the Bossa Nova Ballroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on Halloween, two days later, uh, you're playing the Secret Society Ballroom, which is on North Russell, uh, mm-hmm. from six till eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ballroom and the Bossa Nova Ballroom is actually one block from Kabu. Uh, the studios, So people should be able to uh, find the Bossa Nova Ballroom, uh, fans of Kabu, And then on the Saturday, the 1st of November, you're playing Brunch on the Columbia at Salty's. Uh, and that's 1 p.m.
1: That is actually, that's at 10.30 to 1. It's probably my Google Calendar is not good okay. because it, it gets confused about the... Sure. The East yeah. East Coast West Coast thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's ten thirty to one thirty. Okay. That's, yes. That sounds more yeah. like brunch times than. Yes. Yeah.
0: Want to start, and then um, the endangered species concert is the following week on the sixth of November at yeah. the Secret Society, and that's at eight thirty, I think.
1: Yes. That's, yep. that's Right. Right. Okay,
0: yeah. so uh, well, let's start with the garden party. Um, well, I mean, I could talk. Never mind uh, you. I could talk about <laughs> the garden party for so much, and I nearly, I nearly wrote an essay when you were last here in January about after you uh, performed for the dancers on Wednesday. Um, so, uh, tell us about that. Um, who? Tell us first. Who is going to be uh, playing in the band with you this time? Who are the musicians?
1: Uh, it's going to be Mike Davis on trumpet and vocals uh, and Tom Abbott on clarinet and alto saxophone and bass saxophone also we're gonna um, so I'm not sure how much he's gonna play bass saxophone with garden party but it'll definitely make an appearance I'm sure. Uh, and Nick Russo's gonna be with us on guitar and if we can scrounge up a tenor banjo he may be on banjo too, but mostly guitar and then Rob Atkins on bass and Jay Lepley on drums and myself. So it's um let's see here. Last year, uh the second time we were in Portland, Mike Davis wasn't with us. It was just Tom and I in the front line, but this time it's right. going to be all three horns, um which I'm ecstatic about because that's <laughs> because I really like to have the full band.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. And is there a piano this time or no piano?
1: There's no piano. Um, we're going to have Rob Reich with us in San Francisco and then in Seattle, um, but he will be Rob Reich will be playing accordion with Endangered Species when we when we come down. Okay. So.
0: Great. So, and tell tell us about the the music you'll be playing. The last time you came in January was um, you played at one concert, which was uh, Ho- Hoagy Carmichael. Themed. Um, Tell us about the kind of music you'll be playing with the garden party uh, this time around.
1: Yeah, we have um, we have a new CD that just came out. Uh, It's actually not released yet. It's not going to be released until 2015, uh, but it will be with us at our performances. Nobody can find it online um, yet until it's released. But we will have copies of the new CD, and then the new CD is called Meet Me in the Morning. Uh, which is titled for a composition that I wrote um, this year. And the exciting thing about this CD to me um, is it's half original music, so it's it's five tunes that I wrote um, and five standards. We've got a couple Hoagie Carmichael tunes um, that we didn't record on the Hoagie Carmichael CD, the Carnival of Joy, um, and then a couple other Tunes that aren't heard as often, and, uh, Big Butter and Eggman, which is one that we'd like to do um, for some time. So we're going to be doing a lot off of this this new CD. This is a CD that I did a Kickstarter for um, earlier this year and raised a bunch of money thanks to about 165 people, something like that, um, who, who supported the project. So we're really touring with this CD. I'm calling this a pre-release tour. Uh, but uh, there's just 10 songs on the CD and we'll be playing lots more music than that in Portland. So we'll do some stuff from both of the previous CDs, the um, Dreams May Take You and Carnival of Joy. And uh, and then some some new material that uh, people are contributing. Uh, so, so just a nice mix. I'm really excited. We had a concert today in New Jersey uh, that was similar to what we'll be doing at say the secret society and it's just coming together nicely and i think it's a nice hybrid of um, original music which sort of sounds fresh and old at the same time uh, and then our, our classic repertoire
0: and the endangered species uh, trio now that's a new project i believe tell us um, about that who's going to be in that group and um, tell us about the music that, that you'll be playing in that uh, group and how you'd best describe the music
1: well I describe this music as uh, acoustic whimsical chamber pop music uh, and uh, f- for some reason to me that's a very specific and accurate description of the group I realize without hearing it that may not give people a whole lot of uh, context for what it <laughs> what it really sounds like but it's accordion bass saxophone and trombone uh, and the band came together just uh rob reich the accordionist who lives in oakland california was in new york for a few days and i had a gig in new jersey and didn't want to rent a minivan and i wanted to play with rob and uh so i asked tom if he was if he would be interested in doing some bass, playing bass sax instead of say a bass instrument and uh, what he thought of bass sax and accordion. And he said, well, you know, it depends on who the accordionist is. And I said, well, it's, it's a great one. Uh, and so we just decided to do it. And logistically speaking, I was really excited that it was just uh, the three of us who could fit in a small car uh, because fitting the six piece band always means Getting a large fan Anyway, so we got there. And I think initially I thought that we would play traditional jazz and that it would be kind of a variation on Garden Party. But what happened was it was so much more fluid and such a different sound than I was expecting. Uh, and Tom and Rob are both some of the most sensitive musicians I've ever played with. Uh, it's, it's almost telepathic playing with them anything that you play it's just so sympathetic throughout the group and also without uh, drums or a traditional uh, bass instrument you don't have the same uh, th- the pulse and the beat is a little bit different so the I feel like the the boundaries are much um, softer and so we can sort of go anywhere with it so the group now is playing um it's more of an improvised chamber music kind of thing. We will play uh, traditional standards, jazz. but I'm really excited about digging into more of um, classical repertoire, American folk music. Uh, the title of our new EP that we just we're, we're going to be touring with um, is called Home on the Range. Uh, and we do play that. You know, that traditional, mm-hmm. oh, give me a home, you right. know, where, yeah, yeah. where, where the, the antelope roam. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 buffalo. Is it buffalo and I'll learn that before we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and so it's really just, it's an experimental group, but not experimental in the hard-to-listen-to way. Right. Um, just very much, it's, it's very lush uh, and... And very whimsical. I mean, just the sound, just the instruments, all three of them are kind of ridiculous uh, just individually. And then you put them together and you have a, sort of a funny combination. So who knows exactly what we're going to play? And that's part of the thing that I love about it and those guys is it just – it could go anywhere.
0: Right. You say ridiculous in the sense that this should not possibly work ever in it. In in real life, and yet it does. Is that is that what? You, yeah, yeah.
1: It doesn't seem that it would be. It, it seems like it would be more novelty than beauty. Uh, yes. But I think that it has such a nice. It has such a nice sound for some reason that that readiness of the bass saxophone with the accordion together, and then the sort of purity, if I do say so myself, about that that sort of almost simple sound of the trombone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that brass sound is is sort of simple compared to the bass saxophone and accordion, which have so much of a different resonance. And so it's really, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, but they're ridiculous. I mean, look at the accordion. (laughs) It's this big, stretchy thing. This bass saxophone is this ungainly, it's clearly gone out of fashion, you know, in the past, I don't know, 85 years, (laughs) but it has such a... Such a nice sound. I mean it's just really uh it's so rich. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't seem that the three would be paired terribly well together, but for some reason it just it works. Uh and especially with, with the, the people playing them. Um it Yeah I mean, it has such a nice feeling.
0: As you say, sensitive musicians.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. No so is all of your music, uh, am I right in saying it's available to listen to and to buy at uh, on Bandcamp? Or is there one, one place where someone can listen and buy all of your currently released music with both groups, with the Garden Party and Endangered Species? Yeah,
1: it is. Bandcamp is really the best place to get it because that's the only place that Carnival of Joy is available. And same thing with the uh, endangered species that it's just uh, meet me in the morning is not available anywhere, as I said, except in person. But yeah, the endangered species is easy to listen to. Um, If people were to go to my website, uh, there's just a tab on my website. My website's emilyasher.com. Yeah. And then there's a, just a tab that says endangered species there. And you could just click on that and there's videos and there's SoundCloud. Uh, and actually I have some super exciting news, which cool. is that that trio was, um, accepted to the Banff residency, uh, up in, um, in Alberta.
0: Right, Kennedy, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that's, we're gonna go up there for two weeks this winter and, uh, do a lot of composition and, um, improvisation. So w- one of the main reasons that we're selling these EPs is to raise money, uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, to, to get up there so we can go up. So it's a real rare thing in the hustle bustle of professional freelance work that we can go up for two weeks and, and dedicate the full time um, in a retreat environment uh, surrounded by other musicians and artists and stuff. So so that we just found out about last week, so I'm ecstatic that that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be great for you to be able to focus in that way. Um, yeah. So yeah. Home on the Range is the Endangered Species, uh, what did you call this, an EP? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, um, is there one of the is there a particular one of the tracks on here that you'd like to maybe talk about a little bit? Uh, Pacific Lullaby. I, I know I've heard you perform that live uh, earlier this year, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there any any of these that really um, you want to talk about?
1: Well, I I like that Pacific Lullaby, and actually, it's interesting because we. We recorded it on the Meet Me in the Morning, the garden party, and it's a very different recording. So it's it's interesting for me to have written that tune and then have both of my bands play it and, and they're actually recorded that way. It probably wasn't the best planning, but these things just happen that way. Um, so yeah, I really, I like that. I like the, the sparseness of that recording. Um, my favorite track on the EP is Home on the Range. Uh, maybe because it, was quite unexpected that I just asked Tom, I said, well, what do you want to record? And he said, home on the range. And I said, are you kidding? He said, nope, that's, that's what he wants to do. Uh, and, it, and so he just launched right into it. Tom is a no nonsense guy. Right. And so he just, uh, launched into this bass saxophone cadenza at the beginning. And, uh, <laughs> it it makes me laugh every time <laughs> that I hear it or even think about it just because, um, Again, it's sort of silly, but it's also really just beautiful and musical. So I I think that, that that's probably my favorite track and, and the highlight of that disc uh, for me. But I also like the musette that's on there. It's this uh, Carrera um, piece that Rob brought in. It's It also has some of my um, impressions of the sad trombone noise, which I don't know if I'm happy or regretful that I <laughs> played some of that stuff but that's the thing about spontaneous recording sessions sometimes you can't plan exactly what you're going to do but that's that's called Vals Adedi that track oh, I,
0: yeah right the fourth, fourth track that I see uh-huh. well so that's that pretty much uh, uh, wraps up the, all of uh, your touring and your groups and what you're going to be doing in Portland Uh, it sounds very exciting and hot off the press news Um, the meeting in the morning CD is not available anywhere anyhow, anytime unless you turn up to one of these venues, these performances for Emily Asher's Garden Party or Endangered Species turn up at one of the venues put your hand in your pocket and buy one of these CDs. That's the only way to get it, this side of Christmas. Uh, Right. uh, Mm EmilyAsher.com for all the info on Emily Asher, what she's done, what she's doing today, and what she's going to be doing, uh, all her music. And uh, Emily Asher from New York City. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.